what can I do with it? Where can I go with it? So, yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta go somewhere after the quarantine. Yes, because once that's done, nobody really wants to talk about it now. But when when it's over, you know, it'll be it'll be weird to talk about when it's over. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. How how things? I don't think it's going to be one of those things where what happens in the media where um, you never hear about it again, because I think it's definitely affected more people than the average uh, scare or paranoia. Media, yeah. Media yeah. frenzy. I would but, put uh, it to you this way is that on my left shin, I have a tattoo of a UFO abducting a cow. And on, it was either Monday or Tuesday. The Pentagon's like, Hey, that video that everybody thought was of UFOs and we denied definitely UFOs. Well, and now. I, yes, now. Three, <laughs> three years later. I thought the day, I've lived my entire life up to this week thinking yeah. the day they release any information admitting to the fact that there are alien or alien type creatures out there and we may have possibly come into contact with them would be one of the greatest days of my life yeah i think everybody's spirit is so broken right now that they're just like yeah cool we kind of figured that all right here we are we're back hour one was a bummer talk and i don't know if it's gonna air because (sighs) i don't want people to hear the bummer talk so uh, yeah, I it was start like, this off. It was very Eeyore esque. It I didn't have like... a good flow. <laughs> yeah, I was in a salty mood, and I just sat and marinated in. I had there were a lot of flavors that I could have chosen to be, and I chose to be salty. And I apologize for that. Anyway, there is a large spider in my basement that I did not kill on Monday or Sunday, one of the days. And I just have the sinking feeling that he's just going to make his presence known at some point during a future podcast episode. And people are going to hear me freak out because I'm not a fan of spiders. Um, there was a little, one of those little jumping spiders in my... I'm, I'm fine with them. They're I am cool, too. But That's what I'm saying. I let him go. I was just like, oh. And they're cute. Yeah. They're kind of cute. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a, a certain amount of size to a spider where if it's a little guy like what what are you gonna do like just ah, get out of here cute little fella but once they get like bigger than like a quarter sure yeah like when you see them and you notice them from afar that's when it's gone too far yeah and this this feller was really large so i I can imagine there are some big ones uh that come in my home as well, and I'd like to say that I let them go free, but most of the time I don't. They get also, the shoe treatment. Yes, I have a fear that I'm going to step on the one that we've all seen the video of on the internet where you step on the pregnant mom spider and then just a bunch of <laughs> other, like, I'm so terrified. I saw that video once, and I never knew it was a yeah. thing. And when I once I learned that that's what could happen, right. it, oh, wow. it's just yeah. terrible. Yeah, I, I'm getting the willies now. 
Yeah, I'm sorry to do that to you. But it's I'm still sorry. somehow that's still better than the entire first 59 minutes and 30 seconds that we talked. Getting the willies, yes, is better. Yes. There was no chance of willy. <laughs> no. Willy in that. That's going to start sounding like something else. I got to stop. Uh, that's fine. Uh, today I took a bunch of selfies in front of monuments on our battlefield walk that uh, had the word erected engraved into them to see <laughs> just who would notice if I put them up on Instagram. Because I'm not a selfie guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there are some people who definitely are like Adam's just being an ass. And there are other people who are like, Look at him, like, finally, like, feeling good about himself and, and taking <laughs> taking pictures of himself. Uh, but you had a, uh, what, what did it say? It said, I don't, I don't know if I want uh, to. On, on all the monuments, it just said this, this monument was erected by the state of whatever, like, whatever uh, regiment or battalion of troops. Okay, from so you that just, s- we're focusing in on that word. Yes. If in, if you in, dive in on in a selfie fashion in a selfie yes uh, if you dive on Instagram which in the first hour we talked about how social media should be avoided <laughs> yeah uh, you'll find it it's okay I'm gonna get right on that after the episode yeah people were like dying there for you know the betterment of our country and, and believing in things and there yeah. I am just walking hallowed ground being like erected yeah. sounds like you know you if you're listening you know yeah. As much as I hate to not be able to uh, share something like that in common with you, I have there is a photo of me doing something rather disrespectful in the battlefield uh, setting, which I wouldn't probably want to put on Instagram. Yeah, uh, it, and, and I thing. thought it was funny at the time, but now I do realize it, it was probably disrespectful. Yeah, that's it wasn't where wasn't I'm at anything with... like perverted or anything like that. It was just. Still, it just wasn't appropriate. I'm not making fun of the battlefield. I just yeah. You could have phrased it a different like this statue was. Sure, this is memorialized for those lost by the state of Wisconsin or whatever. I don't know if Wisconsin was a state when the Civil War happened. Right. No, I'm sure it's 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 one. Is it one of those things where you can go? Is it too soon? (laughs) It's Uh, is it too soon? I don't think it's too soon to uh, be humorous, be humorous around this topic at all. I mean, it's it's. I mean, no one who fought in the Civil War is alive, and I I am fairly confident that no one whose parents fought in yeah. the Civil War is alive. Right. So. Yeah, okay. I, I don't. I don't think anyone's personally being affected by the Civil War right now. That's true. But all due that's, respect that's to it terrible. anyway. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, that's awful. That's an awful soundbite to have on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Digging myself a grape. Yeah. But yeah, but then I'll get mad when like people bring their kids on the battlefield and they're like acting hooligan-ish. But there yeah, I am. But it's okay for me to go out of my way to find uh, dick jokes, yeah. potential dick jokes in the, uh, in the markings. Sure. <sighs> It's a, a funny time we're living in. So, yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Hour two. Hour two. Or hour one. This could be hour one, depending on... It might just the, be hour, hour one. It's, it's going to be hour one. <laughs> yeah. So, let's talk about fun music stuff instead of... All right. Bummer talk. Well, 
music. Music it, is is neat. It's a neat thing. I'm looking forward to playing it and experiencing it in a live fat dude. It's gonna feel so good. That first show that I work, the first time I say, "Give me that kick drum" as a front of house engineer. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna slam. It's. The, I guarantee you, the first live show I mix after this quarantine over is going to be freaking loud. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be excited. Yeah, you're just gonna need to feel it. I. It's gonna be a no holds barred yeah. mixing experience. Yeah. Which will be good. Which will be that's the thing I'm excited for actually. Like we we spent all this time not to dwell back to the bummer talk, but <clears throat> like taking the the five minute break and, and and thinking about it. Like I'm excited for things to get back the way they were. Not not the way they were, but like I, I'm excited for for shows and music. Yes, I know what you mean. In the live realm to be happening again, and there are people who are a lot better at it than me who have been doing it a lot longer than me. Right. And I imagine they're feeling the same way. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely I think feel that, that way. I think the first wave of shows that happen at any level, everyone's going to bring it. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Or at least I hope. Yeah. We're going to bring it. I, I, yeah, show. I think so. Yeah, I don't think uh, anybody who was playing music who that all of a sudden now just can't do can't. it live isn't looking forward to it. Um, yeah. It gives everybody a time and a chance to reflect on how much they love it, too. So I think we're all just, we're all craving it. I've rediscovered a lot of cool music, and I've discovered some even newer stuff to me in this downtime, which has been, it's been needed. So I I hope a lot of other artists have explored other, other sides of whatever, whatever line of art they're in. So like, you know, if painters are always... I don't know enough about painting to yeah. talk about it at length, but I imagine just like music, there's definitely different styles of painting. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. I have a friend who is a painter and he's, I think right now he's build, building his kids a, a playhouse. Um, But I know he's been getting into different stuff. So I think anybody who, uh, yeah, that's a good thing to do. I don't know if I've been doing it so much. I mean, creatively, I feel kind of in a rut not to get negative, but... No, because I, outside of this podcast and what I talked about in the first hour of just building some stuff that I've yeah. been wanting to do for a while, I've been yeah, I've been in a creative rut. Yeah. But but I, I think that goes back... To, if, if, I, if I could draw anything from that hour-long negative fest that we had... Um, in relation to that, to this topic is, you know, there's just sort of, I think I needed a reset, you know, and this kind of forces everybody to reset in some way. So yeah, once I stopped fighting it, um, that everything was, you know, and kicking and screaming about it in my head uh, and accepted it, I think, you know, I think now I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I think I'm actually going to start, you know. Ideally, I'm saying this, but you know, picking up the pen and and the guitar again and start right, and hopefully something will come out that's at least. I found those uh, lyrics to that one song, the uh, the one good song I thought I wrote. Yeah, I texted you after I, I they were in my bookcase and I I found them. And I was yeah. Like, oh wow, 
There's only one line in this song that I don't like, so I'm going to change that. Oh, I thought you said there was only one line in the song. Yeah. Yes, it's just one, <laughs> just one, it's line. Just one line in the song. No, there's there one are line in the like song that. where I'm like, Some are quite ah. brilliant. And, and, yeah, hey. Yeah. I think uh, Rage Against the Machine wrote a four-line song. And it's Yeah, I was trying to think they, of one. They did it well. There's definitely been one-line songs, too. But Yeah, I had a point that I was going to make, and now anyway, I forgot. You, yeah, you had that song, and you have... Uh, no, it was before that. I got distracted the song, with the fact that I remembered that. No, it's not your fault that I can't hold a conversation. It's all right. No, I just, I've been in a creative rut outside of this podcast, so... Yeah. It, it's nice to actually have... Like, if I didn't have... If I didn't pull the trigger on this... Yeah. The entire bummer session that we just recorded instead of this, like, that's yeah. how I would be all the time. Yeah. And thankful that I have stuff to do and things to build. Yeah. Which is going to be cool. Yeah. Well, you have this podcast, which is nice. You get to talk to people. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we have my, uh, my friend, uh, Peter McKibben just sent us a, uh, little quiz in the mail. We, okay. It's basically like a, a sheet with, uh, five, you know, random questions on it i'm i'm familiar with quizzes yeah Uh, in my time i have done very well at some of them and in other subjects i have done very very poorly yeah well it was it was nice to receive i hadn't received anything quite like that maybe ever do yeah Yeah. and uh so i was excited about that and we just recently sent it back but and and did our own little you know you know there's that it's almost like uh you know you see these uh things on that I never take part in on Facebook where you're supposed to, you know, list. I very rarely, uh, because I'm too cool for it apparently. Oh yeah. I'm that guy. (laughs) No, but you know, you're supposed to send it. You're supposed to share it on your page after Mm -hmm. you send it to 10 people or whatever it is. It wasn't one of those. It wasn't a chain thing, but it was, it was just a personal thing, but I've let a lot of people down by not posting my 10 favorite albums of all time. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, I have, I have over ten hours of me talking about albums that I really like on the internet that are free for you to indulge in if you really need to hear my opinion on music that badly. Yeah. So, listen uh, to my podcast, bros and broettes. I felt like that was sort of the, uh, the, um, you know, the original, you know, version of that, the, uh, the vinyl, if you will, of. Uh, of letters, I I, I kind of I want to I wouldn't mind writing letters, you know. I sort of romanticize about the idea of just actually writing letters and putting them in the mail. Yeah, I've done it a couple times, and it definitely is more. I don't want to say empowering, but it's more in, empowering and intimate aren't the right words, but yeah, like you're more connected to it. Well, I say it's like the vinyl because you then have something to hold instead of just yeah. a. A screen or a, a, a you know a file, a well written from the heart, like romance, like I, you know, in in past relationships I've done the handwritten letter and that feels good. Yeah, but then I've also done the handwritten like fu letters and those feel great. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, those are hard though because then you you realize you usually come back. You usually feel bad about those later, and then there they are in the universe, probably. I have to type them out first. I type them out before I write them. (laughs) 
Yeah. I, cause I'll go, I'll comb through it and I'll be like, all right, this is exactly what needs to be said. Okay. And then I'll write it. Cause I want them to feel like I didn't type it out beforehand. This is just. Yeah. I don't know. Not that but I've anyway. written that many, but the no, only occasions that I have where it's a yeah, hand. And this was probably like, years hey, ago, right? I mean, this was in your teenage years. Yesterday. For the most part. I think I sent one there was one with some unresolved moments that I sent out. Yeah. I think around when we first met. So But that one had been overdue for quite some time. And right. it wasn't a, it wasn't an F you letter. It was just like this we're this is the official burying of the hatchet. Like This is it. The road ends here. Oh. My road will continue elsewhere. If there's ever an interleave thing, I'm I'm not going to go out of my way to make it happen, but I won't be mad if it happens. Yeah. Because it's sure. a learning experience. For sure. This was this was with a this was a relationship with a a girl. No. No, this is a friend. Uh, family, a business associate. Fa- <laughs> a con- contemporary business associate. Sure, but it's, you know. Okay. It's my letter. I sent it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. But it just felt good. Like it's like just writing the letter out was like, hey. Yeah. It felt. It just felt like an adult thing to do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, because the the screen just takes the. You know, it's the same thing. Like, I could watch some like if, if the internet comment section didn't exist. Like, if if we had, if I could post videos and post photos, mm-hmm. and or you or me or the listener could, but we actually had to write a letter, to write in our critiques. The internet would be a beautiful place. <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to write out, like, in the heat of the moment. Like, we were talking about in, in Bummer Hour, you're like, I was on Instagram for 25 minutes, and you're like, where did that time go? Because mm-hmm. you don't know you're doing it. So you could mm-hmm. be scrolling, you could be like, this sucks, enter. Yeah. And, not e- and, like, not even know. Yeah. But, like, if I see something that I don't like on the internet, and I have to rip out a sheet of paper and find a pen or a pencil and, and write yeah. it out lick the envelope and stick a stamp on it and put it in the mail it's like by the time i open the mailbox there's always that thing of like do i really want to do this yeah yeah that would be nice that would help that would help out a lot i think society in general at this point but uh maybe people can just stop being so mean yeah that would help too you know i don't yeah that's I I feel like people being mean is just it's from a point of ignorance, right? Like they're just not understanding either the other person or themselves, I would imagine. Sure. Yeah, I mean, at least at least in my cases when I have I've I've known that I've come off like a complete asshole to someone, like when I look back on it I'm like, "Oh, when you like you finally can conceptualize the big picture like
but yeah, just times when I've come off like not a really good person. I realize like, oh, I was letting this unresolved thing eat at me. So it's just best to just, you know, I, it's hard to deal with those problems face to face with people, but that's also where art comes. Like, I'm sure you've written a song that says something that you couldn't really justify saying, not justify, but would have been really hard to deal with in a in-person setting. Um, I doesn't have sure. any one that you've released, but I, I like, I feel like every, yeah, yeah, every definitely. person. Yeah. And I definitely think if it's, well, that's kind of the thing. I mean, it's kind of talking about the same thing. Like when you're putting something down that is, uh, you know, critiquing somebody else's behavior, for example, uh, or just critiquing something that somebody, in, in the case of comments on the internet, you know, critiquing something, whatever it is, it's a critique of something. Somebody's all, you know, their, your opinion matters and you're going to, you're going to uh, post it um, in the negative sense it, it, when it's, unless it's like, I love this, you know, which I wish there was more of that. You know, if it's, I love this, fine. If you hate it, maybe it doesn't matter so much what, if you don't, you know, just don't listen to it or look at it or whatever it is. Yeah. There's a lot of that when it comes to like people viewing art or music, thinking that everybody has to know what their opinion is of it. Yeah. Um, I think I try to catch myself when I am in a position to say, I don't like this or I yeah. hate this. I, yeah. I try to catch myself and I try to say, I don't understand this. Right. Yeah. And that was sort of where the, the last the last podcast we did, where I was sort of trying to make sure I wasn't doing that when we were talking about what, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, we were talking about emo. Yeah. Oh, I, I someone someone like, sent me a text message. They're like, "You can rag on it all you want, but this is who I am." And I was like, "Yes, this is exactly the point of the podcast." That like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't resonate. It doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. But that doesn't make it. And I backpedaled. Bad. Yeah. I, I th- I think once I t- once I was feeling that I was going down a sort of uh, judgmental route with it, I was like trying to backpedal because seriously, um, it, everybody has a tendency to do it with whatever mm. they don't prefer when it comes to music. Absolutely, but um, when you stick a microphone in front of someone's face, exactly. and, you, and <laughs> we both know we're being recorded, it forces us yeah. to be like, you know, well, because we, we both did it. Or I think I did it with when I was talking about like theater kids wearing like skate shoes and thrasher hoodies. Like I started like, I don't like this. And then we talked about it and I was like, well, I just don't understand it. And then karma bit me in the ass because one of the kids who was doing it, who I recognized (laughs) from one of the plays I saw on the battlefield on a longboard, And I was like, yep, way to go. Thanks. Thank you universe. (laughs) Like I see what you did here. And, uh, that's awesome. I deserve this for sure. Because that kid was way better than I am, so yeah, at that particular activity. Yeah, yeah, and then so yeah, I was. What was I gonna say? Um, so there's that. So there's that part of it, and then there's also like when you're writing a song. We were talking about writing writing songs in sort of that fashion where you're kind of putting your where it feels kind of like I was writing a lot of. I, there was a period where I, every time I would kind of go down that road where you're writing something, I'm always like, is this being self-righteous? Is this like putting myself on a pedestal? Because, I mean, you start having to really 
be honest with yourself once you start down that road because you're like, who am I to sit here from this perspective and say that, the, you know, in a song, it, plenty of songs are done that way. Yeah. But you really have to, I think, be justified and sort of, um, or I feel like you have to be justified when you do it in some sort of way. Yeah, you almost have way. You, I haven't really figured it out, but <laughs> you have. And I still, and I like songs that sort of like are sort of like call out songs, calling people out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not that I like listening to them, but I don't know if I, it's hard when you're when you're writing them. Do you to to think? Do I want to be the person? Do I want to be? You know, what am I saying here? That I'm not guilty of any of these things that I'm accusing this, but you, you know, you have to be kind of careful. You have to know that you're bulletproof in your argument when you're when you're <laughs> yeah. the one calling out. There you go. Sure. Yeah. Neither of us have an aggressive enough personality to, I think, be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. We're then again. I mean, yeah. No, after you. I'm I'm still formulating this thought, so yeah, I think um, that too. And then then there's sort of just like, you know, if you're genu- if you were gen- genuinely hurt by something somebody did or whatever, um, and sort of like writing writing about that or whatever it is, I don't know. There's ways you can do it. I think that are more uh, uh, sort of I don't know that are better than others. Productive. For lack yeah. of a better word. Productive, yes, that's it. I always try to try to explore the the big I, I'm just like, you know, I'm such a I like the big picture of things. Which yeah. like when we when we when we did the the emo maybe not the most polite critique of it. Yeah. I I th- I thought about it actually recently after I had gotten a message where someone I and I was like I I'm not even calling this music out I'm just saying I don't like yeah. it. But I yeah. like I thought about it analytically. Right. And I just I don't like on the nose and face value lyrics. Like I like music right. where a point is being made. Right. And I I I understand what all is being said, but I'm also allowed to yeah. attribute meaning to the words. Room room for your own yes. interpretation. And you do yeah. that very well in your songwriting. Yeah. I I will well, thank say, because yeah. like you know, all, all the songs. Agree with you. I meant to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right, I do. Yep, I do, dude. I can top it. We, Thanks, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Number one jackass moment is I had to mix a show in November, and it was the day after I saw Tool. So I like on a Monday. I'm in DC, seeing my you know one of my favorite bands of all time. Just kill it. It's one of the best yeah. nights of my life. Get home late, go to bed, have to be up early, meet at the warehouse. We go from the warehouse up to the venue that we were at, and there was all sorts of just tech errors, like, all day. It was a long day. And finally, like, the show's on, and it 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 worked out pretty well. Like, I we were sweating it, like, sweating it, like, like there's going to be some tech errors during the show, and it's going to... It's just we're just gonna have to to deal with this, yeah. And it wasn't anything that was necessarily in our control. It was just stuff that couldn't be fixed with what was provided to us. I will say, I'm trying to be vague as to not give a hint (laughs) or call anybody out specifically. 
Sure. But show starts, everything works fine the way a, you know, a professional show should go. And I'm mixing and I'm like, all right, well, one of the new guys on the crew is with me. So I'm, I've got it dialed in. Nothing can go really, nothing's gone wrong thus far. So I'm going to let him get his hands on the console and do some things. So I run out from the auditorium of the theater we were in and I use the bathroom and I come back and he's like, I did this, this and this. And I was like, yeah, I hear it. I was like, your mix sounds good. And one of the other guys on our crew who was hanging out in front, I was like, did you just compliment your own mix? And I was like, I not intentionally. Like I, I meant to say like, I heard what the other gentleman on our crew did, but I yeah. definitely phrased it in a way that was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is exactly how I would have mixed it. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, not my confidence, not helps. my intent. But that's a that's Sorry. a good that's a good self burn story. Yeah. So yeah, what were we talking about? Yeah, but yeah, well, I hope I hope nobody was was too upset. I hope that fella who uh, texted you wasn't too upset and uh, realized that you know we meant no harm. And um, no, I I'm think sure my response was just like, well, that's kind of the point of my discussions is to explore why people like what they like and why they don't like, not just what, not explore what they don't like, but like, why, why does this form of music resonate with you more than this form of music? Or in my case, why I like what I like over what other people like. For sure. Because everyone has their reasons. Mm -hmm. And if something resonates with you, like no one can take that away from you. There's a lot of music I like that people are probably like, why? that's what you're going to choose to listen to and you're going to be on your high pretentious music course. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. Well, the more, the more, uh, that you sort of explore music and you're, you're bound to like something that somebody else doesn't like. I mean, pretty much anything that you like is going to be something that somebody else doesn't like, but yeah, I don't know. I, I try not to do it. I try not to be uh, too critical. It, it, it's, it really, it really, you know, what you like is what you like. Yeah. And there should really be more uh, more uh, people talking about what they like instead of what they don't like. Basically. It's not often you hear people go on long-winded rants about what's been inspiring them recently. It's always like, yeah. fucking Rebecca from Two Office Doors Down has been really pissing me <laughs> off lately. It's that cliche of, you know, you there's no good news channels you know it's all pretty much bad news but yeah i just don't i don't want to live that way no no it's not uh it's not a good way to be there's so much stuff you probably go ahead after you no no. i've been trying i after you i've been trying to not cut people off but i just get excited at some points no, there's so much cool stuff. Like if you if you take a step back, like again, not dwelling back to our bummer hour, but like that that was the warm that up com- hour. That's all that, that was. conversation was very just like everything is bleak and I hate everything. But well, it was a warm it up. Was. It was. What does good. that mean? It literally means we were cold. We just, were just cold. We were exploring the dark side of our emotions at the moment. I'll there say you that. Go. You can't have the light without the dark. No. And d- d- 
So we just got that out of the way. You are... And we'll present now the light. You will never understand love until you have truly felt hate or something. Maybe, yeah. I guess that's the same thing. I'm definitely at the age, and not age, but I've definitely made poor enough emotional decisions that I, I finally get the phrase, you won't be able to love someone else until you love yourself, finally makes sense. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's very that deep. That took a very dark turn, but... Uh, it's No, it's... No, I understand. Yeah. Well, it's deep. You don't... It's... Yeah. Well, that's sort of like... Yeah, you definitely get to a certain age where you know what that means. Yeah, and it wasn't like I spent months, months, months and months trying to figure it out. I just remember it like Donna Miller. Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, most kids don't hate themselves, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but there's quite a few adults that seem to. I was one of those for a so given amount of time. To that, so. Yeah. So once you get to that Hap- that that certain age. Of realization, you might realize that you uh, need to uh, work on loving yourself. It's a weird conversation you have to have with yourself, <laughs> but it's worthwhile. Because yeah. now, like for the longest time, my outlook on life was very not good. It was like the first part of our. Oh, for sure. It was like our first. It podcast, was a warm up. Yeah. It was a warm. I was warming up in life, and now I'm. Yeah, that was part one of life. Now I'm loose, and I'm I'm ready to to rip some fastballs. Uh, yep. But like, you know, I made a bucket list in the quarantine. I'm like, there's some stuff on that that's going to be really hard to do. But I imagine once I do it, it's going to feel really cool. Mm-hmm. And I want more people to do that. Not Definitely not the shark cage and the, the parachuting. That was, those were, no, or are those, those are recent in the buckets? Th- those are recent. I haven't accomplished them yet. But yeah. those are recent additions to, like within the last year is when those have been added. Most of mine bucket list is just about stopping procrastinating. Stop being a procrastinator. So that's and that's one not so of much the of hardest what... ones to break. <laughs> yeah, it's not so much. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't really have. A, I don't think I have a bucket list though. It's like I don't really think in terms of of, of a bucket list of things I have to do. Um. It's, fair. it's more just like a daily struggle of trying to accomplish being a productive human. I have a question though with that. With the pro- mm-hmm. are you a baptism by fire guy? Like where if you just get thrown into something and you have to learn to swim or you're going to sink, do you find yourself on a more successful ending than you anticipated? Wait, say that again. <laughs> Okay, so I'm one to hesitate to approach something mm-hmm. if I have to. Mm-hmm. But I, if I just get thrown into a situation where I okay, have yeah. to Trouble find fire. success yeah. in it, like right. a, a baptism by fire, sink or swim scenario, I find more often right. than not I'm, I'm swimming at the end of it, metaphorically. Yeah. Like there's the obstacles, sure. but... Like, if I just dive into something, more often than not, I can accomplish the goal that was, that needed to be achieved. Yeah, I would, I would like to think that would be the case with, with me. I don't know if I can think of any examples, but 
Um, it seems, yeah, it seems like in general that uh, that that might be the case. Because <laughs> I'm that kind of guy, like but I know vague answer. Well, no, because I know we're both kind of similar in our. Yeah, I was trying to think of an example, but yeah, I think yeah, I know what you mean. It's it is it is I think a uh, like I said with procrastinating. I feel like I've been procrastinating. Like it took me a long time, for example, to put an album out. Right. Uh, you know, I was playing music for a long time, and to actually find a studio, uh, and and you know, officially record something to put out. Uh, I had been playing music for like 10, 10 years. Now, not like super regularly, but, you know, as far as publicly, but like, yeah, a good anywhere from six, seven years before I actually did that. Now that has something to do with like what, how many songs I had or one, knowing that the songs I had are, are, were worthy of, what I thought was worthy of, you know, making into an album, but right. Um, once I do it and once I'm ready to do it using that as an example, yeah, I think, uh, I'd like to think that I, you know, I meet the task and, and hopefully do a, a good job with whatever I've been procrastinating. <laughs> I assumed with. that. Yeah. Cause I, I, I feel but I don't. I'm, I can't think of a whole lot of you know. I use that as an example because that's that seems like you know, creatively or whatever, uh, that came to mind. But like, yeah, I don't know. No, I make yeah, because I'm I'm coming from the same boat where I'll talk myself out yeah. of something. Like if I have time to talk myself, we talked about it last week when we first talked about the um, skydiving and shark cage exploring. Whereas if we had time to think about it we would talk ourselves out of it. But if I said, Hey Aaron, going up in a plane in 20 minutes, let's go. You'd probably be like, sure. yeah, sure. Heat of the moment. Yeah. And it is hard to find an example. Cause I, I said that like, I'm pretty sure when I get thrown into the fire, I come yeah. out successful. And then when you were talking, I'm like, I can't give a, like, I know yeah. I've, I know I've had those moments, but I, right now I can't think of them. Yeah. Cause maybe just, in the moment, it seems like such an inachievable task, but looking back, it's like, that was pretty simple. Yeah. No, for sure. I think um, I think that that's... Uh, it's hard to come up with an example, but I don't know. I go back to that. just what I was saying as, as far as just like uh, if you're making a conscious effort to kind of um, I- improve yourself, I guess, just so you can, you know experience life sort of more fully or whatever you can sort of i think maybe get to places uh i don't know you can you can I get what you, you're saying yeah i mean it's it, it kind of like microcosm macrocosm thing first even small things as far as even procrastinating on a daily mm-hmm. basis i'm sort of in that that place right now where i'm just thinking things if i can do something if I can accomplish, you know, something on a daily basis that's just like different or new or unique or something I didn't do yesterday, just start there. Small victories. And then, yeah, small victories. There you go. It was we reference. I reference Joe Rogan a lot, and a lot of people I hang out with also reference a lot. But he talks about when he goes on his like self improvement rants. Yeah. 
He's, he's like, good if at you that. think about I like it. two ships that are driving parallel, like most people think the way to change is to just make the sharp 90 degree, but then you're going to fail quickly into that. Where he's like, there you go. If you, if two ships are, are sailing at a, a parallel, you know, parallel with each other. Yeah. And one is your baseline and the other one just makes a, t- a small two degree angle towards improvement over time. Go. That two degrees is going to like, there's right. going to be a, a vast amount of space between baseline and where you've improved to. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy. That's um doing it yeah. incrementally. Yeah. is incrementally definitely the key. Whereas like if you can just get one little thing down, or even if yeah. you just find yourself saying, you know, I don't like this one or two less times a day. Like by the end of the year, that's 600 times you didn't just off the keys, you know, off your off the cuff say, "Well, I hate this." Yeah, sure. So. Yeah, that was a good way to to articulate what I yeah had a very hard time doing. Thank Faux you. Faux inspiration from Adam. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So we talked about it a little bit earlier and a little bit on the last podcast. Um, and by earlier, I mean a couple minutes ago. So when did you start playing music? Like when did you get into it? Um. When I started taking, I, I started taking it seriously, and I say taking it seriously, but I mean that I decided I wanted to do it publicly. Um, the first time I played publicly would probably in two thousand. I want to say two thousand seven. Okay. Um, it would have been a coffee shop uh, gig that I got in Westminster, a place called the Poor House. I think that was okay. my first official. No, I'm sorry. There was one before that. There was a gig at the uh, in Gettysburg. There was a gig I had at uh, O'Rourke's. Um, I remember. Yep. I don't. Yep. Is that there anymore? No, that I don't got, know. I think it's. I think the building's there. I think it's a different restaurant now. Yeah. Anyhow, it was the same year that I had the coffee shop one, but that was I had gotten that one with a friend of mine, so it was sort of a shared gig. And then um, I think. I only had a handful of them that year, and the, I probably did one or two at the coffee shop in Westminster. So that was 2007. Um, it was around the time that the movie Once, uh, which was like a, a musical, but sort of more modern musical, uh, Glenn Hansard, who's an Irish singer, okay. was I'm not familiar in it. with it. Yeah. I bring that up because it was sort of an inspiring thing, a movie. I really liked the movie. I still like the movie, but I was obsessed with it at the time. Okay. Um, and he, the, he's, it basically the story is, it's loosely based on his life. He, he was a, um, a busking musician in Ireland and uh, had a long, has had a long music career since then, but um, it wasn't a true story, but it was basically a story that basically was, he was uh, busking in Ireland. So he was, you know, and then he made it, it went through this thing where he made an album, uh, found some people on the street and, uh, the other, uh, person in, uh, it was a lot, kind of a love story too at the same time. So, um, anyway, I'm muttering through this, but that was kind of like an inspiring movie to me at the time. If for some reason I got it in my head that I, that I needed to start playing out. I had been playing for a long time. And okay. uh, just in general, you know, bedroom so how, playing. Yeah, how long had you been playing music privately before you 
played out publicly? Privately? For since I was like 13? Okay. Maybe so 12? If I did the math right, you're so that would have been ninety were like... 93, probably. Okay. Because it would have been like around like uh, Nirvana, uh, Nevermind, like Smells Like Teen Spirit. Okay. It was like probably the first, you know, power chord riff I learned. And uh, that was actually probably the song where I, I learned, where I knew that I could teach myself relatively simple things yeah on the guitar by picking that one up i feel like everyone's similar there's just like we we taught ourselves to nirvana songs i've heard a lot there's been a lot of people and people in my, in the group in my generation i think i remember hearing like sturgill simpson say the same thing like uh, as as an example and there's probably been countless others uh that have used that as an example <laughs> smells like teen spirit and we definitely didn't play them as well as nirvana did but we no. We thought we but did. We, you kind of thought, yeah, you thought you did. You thought you did. You're like, this sounds just like it. And it doesn't. <laughs> no, probably not, even though it was relatively simple. So if I did the math right, you're, you played your first gig somewhere between the ages of like 26 and 28? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Yep. Depending mm-hmm. on when the months line up, you could have been yeah. 2007 before your birthday or 2007 after your birthday? Sure. Sounds about right. Somewhere in there. So, um, yeah, that was when I started. And it was a, a very gradual sort of buildup. I didn't, uh, maybe like one, two, three gigs a year. Um, literally, sometimes I might have only had like two gigs a year uh, from like 2007 to 2014, probably. Okay. I didn't really get, yeah, I didn't really delve too far into it. it wasn't, I was, you know, I guess it was just like, uh, yeah, I would, I would say I was taking, taking it seriously. I was, but I didn't really have enough. I was doing a lot of covers right. and I never really felt like I had, uh, you know, it, it's hard to do three hours of music, especially covers. Yeah. Like once you do, and at that point I wasn't, a lot of times I would just go out and I wouldn't even, I would be looking at, you know, music on the sheet or whatever. Whoever came up with the that, three hour gig. Yeah. Not cool. It's not, considering that most bands that play concerts don't even play that long, um, you know, yeah. national acts, that, uh, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like, I get it at the same time, but then I also don't. Like, if you want three hour of music, yeah. just why can't there just be budget for two bands? Yeah. I think it just comes down to the fact that most of the time you're just playing to people or playing at people. In a lot of these, uh, when you're yeah. starting out, and so, you know, you're you're kind of you're not really. It's not the same thing as a concert, so you can't really compare it to that. But no. at the same time, for for a person, it's not easy, especially if you're not seasoned to do it. Um, which is why I probably didn't do a lot of gigs. You know, that was it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's and it's um, yeah. So as as time went on. I think finally, like I started doing, I kind of started doing more, well, I started writing more and I started kind of being more comfortable with what I was writing Yeah. and uh, being, feeling like I was sort of getting my own sound, not sound, that's wouldn't, Just wouldn't, finding wouldn't your musical far. identity. I was finding my musical identity. Well, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Or at least, esta- I wouldn't say finding it because it does change, but you were establishing. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So once I did that, uh, 2014, I would say, 
I think 2014 is actually when I wrote the first song on the album, uh, the EP, Come Around. Okay. So 2014. And I think from that point, I was getting more consistent, you know, at, at writing, sort of writing consistently in my, you know, not going all over the place with my writing style or my playing style or whatever. Yeah. Just sort of settling on a sound, settling on a, mm-hmm. a style. And uh, so, yeah, t- I would say two thir- two, 2014 onward is when it sort of just started gradually building up sort of more and more. Cool. And tw- 20, I would say 22, two, three years ago, 2017, was when I decided that I had sort of the songs that I wanted to to make a project. Right. Uh, to put an EP or whatever. It was going to be an album, I guess, at the time. But um, by that time, I, I sort of was satisfied with what I had. And actually, I don't even know if I really ever thought that I was... I always wanted to make an album or I wanted to have something that was, you know, it just feels official to have an album, you know. Obviously, yeah, no, it's I get what it. anybody who plays music for wants multiple reasons wants to have have one. But um, like I said, I don't know if I really ever had the specific goal. The music, it was always, it, it was always like I had to know that whatever I had felt like it was worth going through all that effort financially and, you know. Just no, no. I, uh, being on the other side of music, for the most part, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, because I'm not a front man. Like I, I'm a drummer for hire. Yeah, either in session or with live stuff. Sure. So, you asked last week if I've been if I've ever tried writing lyrics, and I said like I wrote one good song that was definitely just a a rip off of one of my favorite songs of all time. That I would definitely, I texted you, I was like, I want to make this less rip-off-y, because I'm proud of the lyrics. I wrote that, like, pretty soon, like, I was in a, I started a band towards the end of high school. Like, literally, like, f- with four days left of, in my senior year, I started a band with some folk. Yeah. And it disbanded, because that's what high school bands do. But I was like, I wrote this song, and I'm proud of it. And everyone's like, this is a good song, like, you should write more songs. I'm like, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Like, this pretty much sums it up. It's vague. I like it. But since we talked last, I have been just cracking open my notebook and writing, not songs, just like stream of conscious, like, yeah, whatever, wherever it goes is where it goes. Yeah. So hopefully if I look back through them, I can start connecting themes and be like, that line's good. That line's good. We can drag this together. Sure. Yeah. But it just feels good to get those feelings out. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's definitely a nice, uh, Nice thing to be able to do. That's how I think I was writing songs. I mean, there's definitely not one way that I've ever written a song, but that's that's sort of like stream of consciousness thing, consciousness thing, or just taking like one line, like coming up with like one phrase or whatever, and just being like, "Oh, that sounds good," you know that, you know, and then sort of just building something from that or trying to. Yeah, I just find myself. I don't even write. I don't have a melody in my head or a beat in my head. I it's literally me just writing short sentences expanding on whatever idea came before it yeah okay and the one i wrote last got really weird yeah like interesting and i haven't it's just weird to look back on and be like that was that's how i felt in the moment wow okay yeah but it was a it was a fun 10 or 15 minutes of just yeah page and a half or two pages or whatever of just just thought right 
that is interesting that that what you said about you know um that's how i felt in that moment yeah i've been there that's interesting but that's how you know if you want to keep well i know if i want to keep something or not it's like was i being too melodramatic here i mean was this like you know do i really feel this way you know right most of the time no i I wasn't even am i gonna be able to own this this feeling (laughs) yeah it wasn't most of them aren't personal because it's just not maybe i'm not comfortable enough as a writer to get or be as on the nose about it yeah because i want to get my feelings out but i don't want people to peg like oh he's going through this which is why he wrote it where it's like okay well i want to explore the feeling so if i'm if i'm vague and i can paint a picture of how i feel if people are feeling a similar feeling they will connect to it right sure yeah so it's definitely more of a it's what i wrote was cryptic and metaphorical to the fullest extent but i liked the having to engineer the thoughts to get from one sentence or question to the next sentence or question yeah yeah and how i got from point a to point b yeah yeah it's fun yeah yeah you're making you're making me remember realize how much i enjoy doing it because i haven't done it in a while i haven't actually had I haven't, like I said, I've been sort of in a rut creatively, but it is, it is fun. Yeah. Just, and just sort of like doing it for the, I think I need to get back to that place, just doing it to do it because there's a lot of that. I'm already like, removing I'm already the, like doing something wrong by saying, um, I'm trying to be more creative lately. I'm already like, I might as well not even do it now. Yeah. You can't really try to be <laughs> creative. It's just like, you're yeah. either, you either, you got it or yeah. you don't. I think you it's, can learn how to be creative. Yeah, but I think you have to be in a place where you're doing it just to do it, and you don't have to, because it, the pressure that you put on yourself, as soon as you put that pressure on yourself, oh, this has to be good, you might as well just crumple it up. I've Because I'm a, a music <laughs> nerd, as I've yeah. said to you and everyone, like, and I like to listen to the interviews about the bands talking about albums they've done, or if I listen to an interview and they talk about a record they've done. Yeah. There's a couple records that I like lyrically where the front man of the band has whatever band is just like, I didn't care about any of these songs. And I think that's why some of those songs go over so well is because they're not overthinking it. It's just like, I don't, I don't care. This fits like, yeah. Track it. Let's go. Yeah. There's, I don't know if I could ever be there, but it's, I like being, I like being able to feel if you're going to play a song over and over again, play it out you're definitely gonna have i i definitely have to feel like i have to connect to it uh for sure and be and be able to live with it for a long period of time so which is why i only have a five song ep in 20 years that i've been playing right apparently don't you know so that shows you how much uh how much i actually write like what i what i write over (laughs) but yeah that's kind of uh but I imagine, like, because you also haven't been playing out yeah, frequently. Yeah, I'm not. Exactly. It could go back to that just baptism by fire where you've, For sure. prob- you've probably written a lot more songs. You're just overthinking yeah. it. Yeah, 100%. Because mm-hmm. I even, like, you had an idea one day when we were just jamming. And you're like, well, we don't need to do it. And Dave and I were just like, why don't you just play the song? Yeah. And it went over fairly well. I'd like to dive back into that one when yeah, we're allowed yeah, yeah. to Thanks, see man. each other in person. If we're allowed to see each other again. Or when. When, not if. <laughs> Yeah. But no, it was just nice to just like, I'm not going to try to write a song. 
I'm not going to try to write a short story like I've tried to do before when I was taking writing classes in college and whatnot. Like, I'm yeah. just going to fill this page with yeah. words. With words, yeah. And it went over pretty smooth. Right. I'm That's sure it's, it's not a gold mine, but there's... I have yeah. written one and a half more pages than I did the day before. Sure. And I'm probably going to do something similar again tonight. Did we did we talk about journaling? Was that another conversation I was having with somebody else? Just not the idea. With me. Yeah. Like that's one of those I you know ideas that I I always like think, "Oh, that'd be nice." You know, it's an ideal to to you know journal, to write a journal every day for the purpose or of, you know, songwriting, you could pull things from the journal. Yeah. Because it certainly beats what I'm doing now when's when as far as writing is concerned, which is absolutely nothing. But if at least I did like some sort of journal, yeah. even if it was like pretty, you know, trivial, mundane stuff, eventually you're probably going to get to something that you could, you know. Yeah, you're going to look back and find a recurring theme of your you life, go. I guess. Because I tried to, when I talked about earlier of, I try to get in those productive states where I try to find a regimen where it's like, we're going to wake up early, we're going to do this, yeah. we're going to do this, and we're going to journal. And I'll yeah. stick with it for... Mm, a week yeah maybe like but it's hard like i feel like people set too high of a goal where yeah. if if you're like i'm gonna write a page a day yeah that's pretty nominal but sometimes it's hard yeah so what if it's just i'm gonna write a sentence sure about whatever and then that usually turns into like, well, it's like doing the dishes. Like no one wants to do the dishes. Yeah. But like once you wash the first cup, you're like, I got it. <laughs> like, yeah. At least that's my. That's no, I, no I yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. It is kind of like that. It's like when I would go to the gym, like there were days where I was like, I don't feel like getting my ass kicked tonight. Like I know that. Todd's going to choke me and Phil's just going to fight dirty and just wrist lock me. And I just don't, I don't feel like putting up with it. But then I would yeah. grab my bag and I'm like, and I would get in the car. I'd be like halfway yeah. there and I'd be like, I'm fired up to get there. Let's go. Yes. Well, there were some days where like I wasn't fired up at all. I forced myself to go and I didn't enjoy, I didn't like the fact that I went until I was driving home. Right. Right. And I think creativity is the same way. Sure. It's like washing the dishes and wrestling. Yes. I exactly I like don't know how they they correlate <laughs> with each other, but the the moral of the story is though that you You just gotta embrace the Nike. Yes. Just do yes. it. Like just Yes, you should it, wear Air Jordans uh <laughs> while you're doing it as well. Yes. The <laughs> and pumps as well. Were those yes. those weren't Nikes, those were Reebok, right? Yes, those were okay. Reebok. Just anyway. baptize, like, just throw, throw. If we've learned anything, put yourself in more scenarios where you have no option but to do whatever the end goal is. Sure. But yeah. So anyway, back to uh, this long, winding, semi-interesting story of uh, how this all came about. We, uh, yeah. So where were we? Chronologically. You had just said you felt 2017 where you felt you were just comfortable yeah. enough with yeah the collection of songs that you convinced yourself you were happy yeah with. so i think I'm, i got 
Because yeah. I'm convinced that you probably have 15 more that you've never played for anybody that are probably good. Maybe, but I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but I don't know. No, I think uh, I don't know. But as far as uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely, I feel like I have more in me that I haven't written yet. There you go. That's good too. <laughs> I'm not done trying. That's um, I'd love to hear that. I do. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was yeah, 2017. Did did the whole open mic thing for a bit. Uh, started playing with people. That's always nice. It is a You're uh, not playing by yourself. It's kind of a feeling like no other. Especially when yeah. it goes well. Yes. Especially when so, it goes over well live, which sure. Yeah. If other people enjoy it, can enjoy it. Yeah. That's that's when you know. Uh, that, you know, it's nice to be able to just enjoy it yourself as well. Um, you can't have one without the other, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, once, once I started doing that, then sort of, that's when the, then that's when the addictive nature of it all comes out. Cause that, that has a definitely a, de- a different element to it that is easy to get addicted to when it comes to playing with other people and for sure doing live shows that way, because, you know, the three hour the three-hour gig then doesn't become so hard to handle. No. Uh, in fact, sometimes you would probably play for four or five hours in, the, in those circumstances. But when you're on, you're on. If you could. But when you're on your own, no, it's not so not so easy. I don't think anybody usually wants to hear. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, speak for somebody else, but I don't want to hear myself play acoustic guitar for three hours. No, <laughs> I know that. Well, because there's only, once you have a set style, there's only so much you can do with just yourself and an instrument. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure you could probably learn to play the fancy Spanish finger-picking guitar. Sure. To be different, but that almost isn't worth it in yeah. a way to aid to your style. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. as far as, like, keeping a three-hour gig with just a solo musician entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's rough. So, so once I did, so that's and that's that's kind of what what's hard once you start playing with a band to actually go back to doing, or just to even sort of supplement your band gigs with that is is hard. Um, but to make uh, any sort of go at at it and take it seriously, you, sometimes you just got to do what you don't prefer doing. Yeah, but. Uh, it's nice to surprise yourself in life sometimes. Yes. But yeah. So here we are. Want to get to the five song portion and then we can wrap it up? Sure. Because I, this went way, way better than the bummer, the, the warm up session. My apologies. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't, yeah, it didn't happen. It's totally not going to be released down the road as a, hey, if you want this. <laughs> no. So what are we doing? Five we songs? Do five songs of the day? Sure. I haven't listened to much music today, which has been weird. Well, I didn't... I haven't been listening to um, a lot of music in general. And, and what I have, it's just been just random stuff. Go for it. Because I'm literally probably just going to name the five songs that come to my head first. Well, I'm, I'm going to do this. We did, I, we, I, did a song, I did songs that were sort of 
uh, present um, in this time span that, you know, the, the quarantine that I've actually listened to. I'm going to go the deeper route and just go to more um, songs that stuck with me, songs that I, I've actually, you know, my, my, my last 10 year song list, maybe you would say. Go ahead. There's no there's no rules to the five song playlist. Okay, other I wasn't than sure. Pick, pick it was, five songs. No, you had to listen to these songs on the last day or, or week. I, I wasn't sure. No, nope, just know. if you were gonna make there a some playlist sort of right now. Like, what are you what are you feeling musically in this moment? Okay, I'm not. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with songs that I feel are subs are are uh, substantial to me. Substantial? That's not the word. Substantial. Uh, sub songs that are. S- sentimental sentimentally profound to me i don't know <laughs> i tried to pl- try to try to plug the album and you didn't take the bait yeah sentimental oh, well. obviously um, my five song playlist is my five song ep sentimental you can find it online at aaron or, or any streaming service oh i know what i did i did songs i listed songs that uh sort of around the time that I was writing this album. Okay. For some reason, I just had, because we were going to talk about the album, about, about the album, um, I was going to list songs that I was listening, or what I was listening to at that time period around this, when I started writing this. All right. The, 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 the majority of the songs that are on this album. Um, the for, uh, song number one I have is, is Let It Go by Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile. Uh, that was released in 2017, so it would have been that summer. So I was listening to that album a lot that summer and that particular song. Um, I've been a big Kurt Vile fan for about two, for the last two years. And that, he, uh, did a, uh, album with Courtney Barnett. That was like the first time I actually got in, started getting into her too. And I've been sort of, uh, really digging her lately too. But that song is like a, um, uh, just sort of like that album in general. I like, I like that album. Like sonically, it's just got this. I would almost say that some of the way that I play, when it comes to playing my Telecaster, was sort of like the, uh, where I tend to sort of like go toward like the delay a lot. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. comes from listening to that. It probably is heavily influenced, at least in the last two years, by that by the sound of that album. Okay, sort of like the really uh, textured sort of. Uh, they use a lot of delay in it. Let's just say that I like delay. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um. So there was that. Um, the song "Love More" by Sharon Van Etten um, is one of my. F- it was one of my faves probably in the last 10 years. Uh, lyrically, it's, it's, it's kind of abstract, but it's almost like a, um, it's just got this, like, uh, it puts me in a trance. Let's just say that. And I like that. Okay. So, um, it starts out with like a, a harmonium. It's almost just like it, 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 you could literally just, I could space out and listen to that song. It's it's kind of lengthy too, but it, it's one of those building quality songs where it starts off very simple and it just sort of builds into this. Yeah. 
And uh, that was the f- one I uh, actually became a big fan of her after I heard that was the first song that I heard of hers um, and just sort of delved deep after that. But that's off her uh, 20. I think that was a 2011 release, uh, which is what's that album called? Epic, which is probably my favorite album of hers, too. It's like her second album. Um, sec- or third song, Jim James, uh, solo album. He's uh, the lead singer of My Morning Jacket. I think I had another guy from My Morning Jacket on the last one. Uh, but Jim James, Here in Spirit, that's off his uh, solo album by the same... I think it's just Jim James, Jim James. And that's uh, a 2016 release, Here in Spirit. Easy, easy to remember, I like it. Yeah, that's a... Um, that was one of those albums that I didn't really... Uh, know if I liked when I first heard it. That was like the first song I heard off that album, but it's very different and experimental compared to what he normally was doing and is doing. And it's probably one of the, my favorite things that he's done now. So it kind of, it's kind of like his, uh, kid a, if you, if we were going to go Radiohead. (laughs) Um, then we have, uh, I was listening to a song called South Central Rain. That's an REM song. For some reason that year, that album, that's from the album Reckoning, which was a 1984 release. And okay. that's, uh, for some reason, we, both my wife and I, got uh, attached to that album I mean, I had knew the album before, but for some reason, it uh, we just started playing. I don't know if we were just listening to music one night, and uh, but that song, "South Central Rain," uh, was a um, song that I remember listening to. It's a sentimental memory. We were in Asheville, North Carolina. It was raining. It was a very rainy vacation in Asheville. So um, it's, which, it's very on the nose and literal. I yes. like it. I'm usually yes. not that guy, but like when there's a external sentimental attachment, yeah, I get, I get it. Yeah, so that's that's got one of those feelings for me. But now, you know, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, Asheville's kind of like our place. So we've we've been there quite a few times. But we were staying in this little cabin, and it was raining. And we were watching, we were doing the, the YouTube uh, music video, live music search thing where, we, you know, you're just having a glass of wine and you're watching yeah. live music on, on, our, on your phone, uh, hooked up to a speaker of some sort. And uh, that song, we played that song randomly. And I was like, I don't know, just sort of struck a nerve. And we've been, we've been going back to that one a lot since. Uh the where are we four? That, that was South Central Rain was four, yeah. Okay. I do envy that the story behind that because I've always just been usually just like a single guy, so I've never yeah. had the opportunity to like. All of my attachment to music has been self-centered because it's usually just been me. Like I like this song. Yeah. So it's gonna grow with me through whatever I go through, but I've never had a song. I've never grown with a song as well as with another person. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine with how attached to music I am, that would be a very, very cool experience to have. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I it's I've been married for a long time, so I try not to take it for granted, but it's definitely something, yeah, music is definitely something my wife and I sh- share. It's like we pretty much like the same. Mm-hmm. For the most part, there's a very rarely something that she likes that I don't like and and vice versa, which is nice. Um so we have a lot to relate to and a lot to sort of share yeah, when it comes on, to that. Um, on my favorite Thrice album, I think it. I think it's a ten-song album, and yeah. nine of this. There's one like love song on it, and I when I hear the lyrics, I'm like, that's probably the way you should feel. Yeah. But I just again, it's not. I ha, I I can't relate to it yet. Like I I, I well, welcome at the, the deepest level. Yeah, like on a more deeper but, level. Yeah, I, I think it's a good <clears throat> song, but it doesn't strike me in the way that the other nine songs on that album do. Where I can listen to songs, you know. Sure. I can listen to the first song and get it. And then I can listen to songs three through 10. Yeah. And I'm like, I've grown with this. I understand it. But it's just like that one, it's just that one song on the record where it's like, I, I want to be able to relate to this so bad. Cause like the poetry of the song's beautiful. I just can't. Yeah. So Yeah. You'll get there. If I don't, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to throw in... Uh, we Did you say that was four? That was four. Okay. You have Let It Go, Love More, Here in Spirit, and South Central Rain. Okay. The, th- th- the, f- the fifth one, I'm going to... This is kind of... Uh, yeah, the same time period I was listening to this album. Uh, Blood Buzz Ohio by The National. I know that song. And, yeah. I like that song. It's, uh, I wanted to take it up a, a notch for, for the last song, I think. Mm. It's, got a, it's got a nice drive, driving beat to it. Um, speaking of which, I think, like, just percussively, the, the National, that's probably one of my favorite things about them. They just have, like, this um, very distinct, the drummer has a very distinct mm. I don't, I'm not, I, I can't speak in terms of a, of a drummer, but I just like, I like, um, I like what he does. And that song particularly has a nice driving beat to it. And I like the line in it that's, uh, I still owe money to the money, to the money I owe. I can relate to that. Because <laughs> it feels like I'm constantly in debt. I, right there with you. Other than that, there's the lyrics are pretty abstract as well in that song, so I can't really relate to anything else in there because I don't know what he's talking about. But I know it because one of Dave's friends' bands did a cover of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel like I tried to listen to the National before I went to audio school and started appreciating music at a yeah. Uh, I don't want to say like educational level. Yeah, but I. Up until then, it was just, this is what I like. And, yeah. And I feel like I've explained this concept all the time. No, no, no. But I wasn't able to, like, I didn't know enough about different types of music through and through to, yeah. a, a, like, it just initially didn't resonate to with what I was into. So I, sure. I've been excited because for the most part, people have picked songs that I'm not 
yeah super familiar with i think that that album too um that's high violet oh i talked to dave dave uh bolden our our lovely bass player and friend good friend about that album i think he's really into that album too I'll have but, to give um, it. I know he's a fan of them. I, yeah. I think he he played when I was a student and we were taking the um we did the production class of like different yeah. stylistic approaches. I think he played the national. That's definitely the the most uh accessible album. It's uh the uh, the ones before and after that or let's even say the ones after that. They start getting a little I think more mellow. Um Okay. And maybe even a, a, a tad more melancholy, which may not be accessible if that's not your bag. But um, yeah, that's that's probably a place to start. High violet. I mean, I'm sure. gonna I'm gonna listen to it because as I did, I don't know if you saw with the last episode, I made a Spotify and iTunes playlist of our songs. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. So nice. I'm gonna do that for these and every future episode as well. Cool beans. So I was uh, when you were going through your first couple songs, I was writing them down trying to be like don't spell yeah. it wrong i think south central rain is uh is just spelled s abbreviated s dot central rain if you look it up on the but will, you'd find uh, it anyway i'll find you'd it, find I, it I think i could maneuver itunes and spotify yeah. well enough to yeah i'm sorry I, I don't know why i had to tell you that no it's all I good i felt the need maybe 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 there's a listener out there who's taking the initiative that's like you know what i'm gonna do this i'm gonna mm-hmm. do this myself i don't need your playlist yeah. Anyway. I, I I guess it's my turn. Uh, Go for it. Number one for me today is Numa by Tool off the most recent uh, Fear Inoculum album. All right. Uh, it's just a good tune. It. I put my music on shuffle when I took a shower before I came down here to do the podcast. Came on. It's a good song. There's a uh, a video on YouTube of Danny Carey, their drummer, doing a live playthrough of it. I've I, it's one of those split emotions where I am so inspired and so I should just give up right now. Yeah. At the same time while watching it. Yeah. Because if I could play that song, I guarantee you, if you watched me play it, it would look like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And he's just yeah. back there, just relax, like, nope, got it. I'm like that's. That's why you're number one, buddy. Yeah. That's that's a common feeling that I have when whenever I'm listening to something that's a little I, I mean, I guess you would call that kind of progressive prog, or yeah. like yeah, prog or anything like even jam some of some some jam band stuff that's really good, where you're just like you you fight between the, the, the two things, the inspiration and the and just like ah I, I'm just not and comparing yourself to to it like yeah. because it's just so it's just so uh good and it takes so much skill to, yeah, to like, where it's almost distracting. <laughs> for sure. And it's just that he pulls it off like it's just routine. I mean it is routine for them because they're playing those yeah. songs live all the time. It's just like I just wanna see I just wanna look I just wanna see one of the members of Tool look like they're struggling to get through a gig once. Yeah. I mean I don't because I want to continually argue that they are one of the most talented bands sure. of all time. But I just want to see him struggle once. Yeah. All right, getting yeah. more ran- getting more mm-hmm. random. Number two for me is Bullet the Blue Sky off of U2's Joshua Tree. Oh, wow. Yeah. It took me forever to get into U2. I think I started listening to them in like 
uh, the fall. Okay. This fall, I, this past yeah. fall. Because the problem was, is like most people, is I was very impressionable with my group of friends in high school. Yeah. And there was just one of the few other hipster-like kids in Gettysburg. Yeah. And he just said, you two fucking sucks. And I was like... <laughs> I thought they had a couple good songs, but yeah, I guess U2 sucks. So then I just blindly hated on U2 for forever. Yeah. And then Dave, being a very nice guy and a very matter-of-fact guy, which I respect, just sat me down once. He's like, I think knowing how you like to mix music and arrange music, you would probably really like U2. And I was like, there's no way, dude. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then there's... Uh, Maynard Sideband, A Perfect Circle, on their most yeah. recent record that came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one of him holding the octopus on it or whatever. Yeah. Not not a huge fan of that record as a whole, but they have a song on there called The Doomed. Okay. Which has a really cool drum sound at the be- a drum sound and a drum groove at the beginning. Sure. And I played it for Dave. Like, and again, this is an instance of karma just knocking me. Mm-hmm. like two weeks after we had the U2 discussion where I was just like, no, I'm not going to listen to him. Don't like him. Yeah. I played that song by a perfect circle and he just looks at me. We were in his basement. He pauses, uh, iTunes looks at me, types in U2 plays bullet, the blue sky. And it's the same. It's almost the same groove and it's almost the same drum sound. Yeah. And I was like, ah, God. And he's like, so you're not going to listen to U2. He's like, and then he just made me listen to Joshua tree. And I was like, I get it. They're awesome, yeah. but now I'm yeah. a big fan. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I've been a U. I don't like U2 per se. What they've done in the last decade, but um, I think Vertigo is a groovy tune. Vertigo, yeah, that's sort of that's sort of more than ten years ago, though, isn't it? It's yeah, I was really little because that was in like an iTunes. Yeah. That commercial. was my maybe their last. That was their last hurrah for me i think and I even and there was some in between that that i wasn't really into like i yeah but yeah for the most part 80s and and early 90s um they couldn't go wrong in my book but yeah but that song just too just a solid band it is a solid band bullet the blue sky was one of my favorite songs too as far as u2 is concerned i remember playing i think my sister had the cassette um and i always went to that song yeah, it's a good, was, we were, uh, ironically, we were walking on the battlefield today through yeah. uh, the Union side of where Pickett's Charge was, and it was mm-hmm. kind of rainy, and then the sky broke, and it was blue, and then I was like, yeah. this is very literal, and then the drum groove got stuck in my head. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool, it's going to be, it's going to end up on the uh, the playlist of the day. It's just crazy. Sure. I like it. I think, Yeah. I would have to say too, and I'm not. I don't want to talk about myself because this is your list. Now, no, go ahead. But you uh, two probably, when I was doing a lot of covers in the beginning, I was covering you like old UT song, two songs a lot, and probably they be trying to like sound like Bono probably helped me try to find like my voice a little mm-hmm. bit more. He was definitely one of the singers that I tried to sing like. In the, yeah. in the, in the, when I was trying to find, you know, my thing. And that's not a bad thing. No. no and I, also one more YouTube tangent, like the song they did with Green Day to do for like the Hurricane Katrina relief when they yeah. covered the song, The Saints Are Coming. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Cause I was in peak Green Day fandom as a small child in elementary school. 
Hurricane Katrina hit when I was in fourth grade. Not to date myself again. I know we talked yeah. about this before, but uh, I just remember like I was a, a little kid and I was really into Green Day and they played that song live like right after Hurricane. And I was like, this is awesome. And then yeah. I hated both U2 and Green Day for the longest time just yeah. blindly to be cool. Well, there are a lot of U2 haters, especially now. Like I said, I I think they're for, for various reasons, they've just sort of... I been run into the ground for a lot of people, but I can understand it to some degree because I say it all the time. Like Bono's probably not a guy I'd want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, I just knowing, I just I respect yeah. his work. Yeah, completely from afar, but he's just one of those guys where like I just feel like he'd be a drip to hang out with. Like he's not a guy you would like crack a beer and like party with. Probably not. I feel like he would turn it to some sort of like, we gotta like save the whatever, and it's like I agree, but not like I just yeah want to hang out, want to talk yeah, about nerd music stuff. Maybe my priorities are in the wrong place. I may I'm in the wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Bono's He's probably got right all that out one. of his system, being a rock star for you know. But like, what do you years. want me to do? I've like 40 bucks to spend. I can't I can't save a village with 40 bucks. Yeah. This makes me sound really bad. Ah, oh, I don't like this. It's all right. You'll get there. I dug myself you, into this hole. As soon as you make your first 10 million dollars, dollars yeah. you can start your philanthropic path. It would be good. It would be it would be really good pay payback because any amount uh, if I ever reach absurd financial success, I deserve none of it. Sure think a lot of people can say that i certainly would if i i probably don't even deserve the hundred dollars that's in my wallet right now <laughs> there's not a hundred dollars in my wallet it's I not even it's completely empty hundred dollars that's allowed on my debit card in the wallet right <laughs> uh all right number three this is a recent musical suggestion to me uh my buddy Waylon sent it to me uh it's an artist called uncle u-n-k-l-e and he's I don't know if I'm familiar. He's trip hoppy. This album came out in 1998. Um, I it's got a weird spelling, but there's a song called "Rabbit in Your Headlights," and it's featuring yeah. Tom York of Radiohead. Awesome. And Waylon's like, "You're a trip hop, you know? Like you talk about getting into this musical style recently. Like you've gotten into trip hop recently. You've gotten into Radiohead recently. This is a must listen. Like start with this song and then listen to the rest of the album." And yeah. I was like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." I listened to that song. It was good, and I listened to the whole album like three times the other day. I was like, "This is, this is sick." Nice. Well, that was Uncle. Now, now that you say that Tom York collaborated, I feel like is it's not like no, it wouldn't have been a side project that he was involved in. It was, he's just he just collaborated with. Yeah, Uncle. I think uh, yeah. this dude's record was he was producing all the music, but he was having guest features from a bunch of different vocalists. Oh, okay, cool. If I yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. And then four and five are predictable for me. Uh, song number four is a song called Tuck Me In by Alkaline Trio. They're always heavy on my rotation. That album came out very early on. I think that might have been on their th second or third record. Right on. Just a good, it's a good fast punk rock song. And then there's another punk rock band from Chicago called the Lawrence Arms, and they have a song called Cut It Up. That is uh, going to round up my five song choice awesome yeah yeah 
Good choices. Thank you. I hope people agree. But uh, that's all I've got. This, <laughs> this was way. This was once once we got warmed up, it became. Uh, it felt it felt it good like the rest of the pods. Yeah, it it yeah. I certainly uh, I feel better after that one. That first one was uh, yeah. We don't have to talk about it, but no, 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 no. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let me. Uh, I mean, I what? can. I, I don't know. I'm what just stammering. What is it? <laughs> what is it? I nothing. Yeah. I can be found uh, on Instagram at Backseat Playlist Podcast and Nonfictional ACG. I can be found on Facebook at Backseat Podcast. Um, I can be found uh, at AaronGetchell.com. And uh, you can find me everywhere else by going there too. So, because I forget what my Instagram was again. Agetchel Music. Agetchel Music. That was a very abrupt, just like I'm forcing this to be over. But I forgot. I was, in that moment, I was like, you always forget to say where you can be found. So say it. So I said it. And then I was like, oh, this makes yeah. it sound like abrupt. Just get out of here. That's all right. That's where we can be found. That you find us also when the public opens up again come find us at a gig yeah that'll be nice don't find us at our houses when we're not expecting you though yeah don't, don't do that that's no. eh, creepy eh, don't just don't do it yeah that's that's weird that's yeah, weird don't be don't it's okay to be weird but don't be weird all right yeah cool well all right time for the the signature end off phrase of do what you love love what you do travel light and don't be a dick i like that even better the second time i've heard it it's slowly getting some traction i would love to build this up to put it on some t-shirts someday bye internet land thank you for listening